Good evening, Vancouver, and those watching around the world. Welcome back to Canucks After Dark, back in our normally scheduled time slot, Monday, May 16th at 10 p.m., coming to you after a uh, after a phenomenal weekend as a neutral fan of hockey. As always, joined by my co-host, Canuck Clay. How are you doing today, Clay? Parker, I am great. Great timing. This is the one off day with no game, so we can look back and then look ahead. And do you remember last Tuesday, you called me the bowling phenom, which was the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Today, I'm going to say I was almost softball phenom. I almost helped our team win, but in the end, just not good enough. Yeah, I heard the a nice little uh, nice little batting average of, of 1,000 on yeah. the day. Four I runs, did go f- four hits. I did, yeah, I did go four for four. Uh, How many two- dingers, though? No, three doubles and a triple. I did not hit a dinger. Yeah. Wow, yeah. yeah. You know, hey, triple's pretty good. Triples are harder, I think, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I don't think I would have made it home. I, I think I was out of gas pretty much by the time I rounded second. But thank you. How are you? How are you? How are you? I'm good. I am good. I am still recovering from just two nights of amazing hockey. <laughs> like I was I was glued to my couch from 1.30 yeah. p.m. on Saturday uh, all yeah. the way until I guess like 10.30 last night, whenever that last game ended. Uh, it was just w- not having real, a real horse in the race, you know, rooting for things here and there. And most yeah. of those things worked out. Um, but man, it was just, it was just phenomenal hockey, five game sevens, four of yeah. them end up within one goal. The other one, two, yeah. just, eh, you just, you can't ask for anything better than that. And then you compare that to the NBA where the Suns <laughs> got beat by like 30 something yesterday. Yeah. And it's like, that's not a fun experience. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, that that stars game could have been like that if Otter wasn't that way. But uh, yeah, we'll get to all those. We'll break uh, we'll break down, not break down, but we'll give sort of our reaction to those series. We'll give an update on where our brackets are at uh, and make our picks for the second round. But I think before that, we're going to go into the Canucks side of things a little bit. This is Canucks after dark after all. And some big news hit over the last week. And it was something that we, we felt should be coming. But I had my doubts just based on my my attempt at common sense and i was wrong uh but that first topic is bruce boudreau returning yeah. as head coach of the canucks next year as jim rutherford for would as jim rutherford would say not as a lame duck but as the exact definition of a lame duck head coach um what, are, what was your uh, your initial thoughts on this one and actually parker i think you did call it because i remember asking you at the end of last last show i said tell me is boudreau going to be uh, coming back and you did say yes but you did say maybe it would take one more week and then, I yeah, said, it was quite surpri- yeah i, I said, said yes yeah. but i didn't understand why it would be yes i was like okay, I, I have okay. a feeling that it's going to be yes but if i was yeah. in his situation i don't know if i would say yes right okay fair enough so it broke on friday like just kind of it, it was kind of funny it, it broke just before lunchtime on friday and what was interesting parker is we had heard through actually uh, Rob Simpson of Vancouver Hockey Now and Rick Dollywall that Boudreaux was going to take his time because he needed to work out a couple of what he called minor important details. Kind of sounds like an oxymoron, but a minor important detail. And then uh, I know you, me, others talked about it's not money, it's not term, it's got to be coaching staff, it's maybe uh, transparency and communication, who knows what it was. And then we might never ever find out, but he did say, in when he did his little zoom, his five minute zoom from the golf course in, in Ontario that he did have to figure out what he's going to do with, with his elderly mother, what him and his wife were going to do about traveling back and forth for the wife and what they were going to do about a hockey team, I guess, that they managed. So three very important non-Canucks, but family related things. And uh, you can't blame him for taking a bit of time to sort those things out. Right. And a little bit different from some of the speculation that came, for example, from Halpern yeah. Ruff's show where they were talking about um, you know, maybe it's assistant coaches, right? That was sort of the the road they went down. And, um, you know, that didn't seem like a minor issue to me, uh, <laughs> uh, especially on the hockey side, right? You know, assistant coaches are are pretty big, uh, you know, head coaches who gets to pick those. So not sure if that was the case. You know, it might again, it might be something we never know. Uh, yep. That's okay. We're used to not knowing a lot of things uh, yeah. over here on Canucks After Dark. So, <laughs> yeah. Do you think, uh, Parker, so I was watching... Um, Sikaris and Price with Rick Dollywall. Uh, they had him on Friday, right after the news broke. And Dollywall suggested that maybe the Canucks and Boudreaux didn't like the way that things were starting to ooze out, to leak out in the media. Boudreaux said this, the management said this. So they they got together pretty quick and said, let's end this and let's 
these are easy things to figure out. Let's figure them out. Would you put any credence into that theory? Yeah, it's very possible. I mean, yeah. who did you say said that? Uh, Dollywall on Sakarison Price. Okay, then it's reputable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it was then, the other way, no. <laughs> well, you know, you wouldn't be too wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think, uh, yeah, I, I, I take anything uh, Dollywall says basically at face value. Um, you know, basically the most, uh, connected seemingly of all the, uh, all the local media. And yeah, it's, uh, it's just good that he's gonna, he's gonna be back. It's, it seemed like a slam dunk, you know, the, the alternative was, was to go the, the Barry Trotz route, I guess, uh, which would have been an expensive route to take, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and risky, right. You could, you could say, okay, well, we have Boudreau under contact, uh, under contract till June 1st. He could wait that out we could end up pushing him away and then he Barry Trotz could be signed somewhere else by then. And then who, mm. you're kind of running low on options, at least good experienced options uh, at the very least. So it's yep. uh PR wise slam dunk. Um, yeah. Yep. You know, hopefully things go as well as they have uh, in the last, you know, 57 games of the season. Sure. And I know we touched on it a little bit, but I, I love to ask you Parker. Um, what do you think of the talk where Rutherford did say, you know, had a little trouble getting out of the zone. We relied on our goalie too much. Need more structure. Is that is that all fair in love and war and, and talking about your head coach? Or do, would you rather keep – I think I asked you this last week. Do you, mm -hmm. Now that's – is that fine? Or would you rather keep that in the room? I mean, he's not wrong, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I think, um, you know, I, I, think any, I think these are two guys who are pretty straightforward with each other and just in general, right? They're going to tell you how they feel. Mm -hmm. Um and I, I don't think feelings are going to get hurt by it. Maybe a little, you know, maybe you can be like, well, it's a little unfair, but I mean, it's not that unfair, right? Uh, Thatcher Demko is a big, a big reason this team got to where they did and at least had yeah. that push late in the year. Defensively, they didn't really improve uh, after uh, Green left, but they didn't get worse and the offense got a lot better, right? So there is some trade-offs, right? How much of it is, you know, lack of structure and, and was that lack of structure truly the only way to get what Bruce Boudreaux got out of that team, right? Um, mm. That sort of fast and loose, free flowing, you know, just go do your best to try to create some offense. And and that did work a fair amount. Um, who knows? Maybe this team just the way they're built just isn't going to work for structure. And that's that becomes a, the responsibility of the management group over the coach. Yeah. Yeah. I, all good points. And it, I'd say it's kind of refreshing, Parker, in one way to hear. Of course, we didn't have a president for the longest time. So that's who Jim Rutherford is. Um, GM Patrick Alvin, he usually talks when he's with Rutherford. Rutherford seems to do more of the talking, actually. But we had Benning kind of show up once in a while to talk. So I don't know. I guess maybe I'm, I'm getting used to this transparency. I'm getting used to this availability. And I think a lot of people are, are waiting to see them make a true hockey move. Yes, they traded Hamannick. They got in Dermott and Richardson. But then it's being, you know, five guys from the human performance development team or five amateur scouts, but nothing yet that affects the true roster. So I think that's going to be the, the true telling point, I guess. Yeah, no, there's a, there's yeah. a lot that we're going to learn over the next two months, right? We've got yeah. free agency about two months from now, just under, um, you know, we're, you know, we got the draft a little bit before that, a couple weeks before yeah. that it's uh, a lot's going on, right? There's the JT Miller angle, the Brock Besser angle, all these things that this group basically has to get done in the next 55, 60 days. And, uh, it's you know hopefully they don't run out of time they, they seem like a group that that you know i <laughs> nice. we have been accustomed to people running out of time and it's a little scary um but you know they seem to have their ducks in a row at least to to an extent and we'll see uh, we'll see where things end up yeah and rutherford has been on i know he was on uh frank cervelli's podcast he talked to dolly wall it's funny dolly wall just casually tweets so, oh yeah i just chat chatted had a good chat with rutherford and then he puts out seven like bombs right on, on twitter yeah. But he was saying that, yeah, they, they obviously they still want to carve out cap space. However, they do that trading, a, you know, a mid-tier player, trading a big contract, whatever it is, because obviously the more cap space you have, then you can more comfortably, if they want to do this, keep Besser, Miller, and Horvat next year. It's uh, there's some big some big tickets as we've been talking about for the past two months. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think that's all I have on the Boudreaux sure. side. I think we've talked about it a fair, a fair amount lately. Yep. Um, other than that, Canucks wise, not a lot. Um. Linus Carlson named rookie of the year in the Swedish hockey league. Nice. Um, I think he was ninth in overall scoring uh, over there. Uh, he's what, like 22, 23. He's 22 years old. So not yeah. like super young. 
um but uh, an upgrade over last year right last the last year he was in that sort of that the swedish one league so that's second yeah. tier league in sweden he was a point per game player this year he he scores some more goals has a few less assists just under a point per game player uh and ends up uh yeah ends up ninth in scoring top of the rookie charts and uh and takes home the rookie of the year I like that. And this is Burroughs, right? Because we traded Burroughs for Jonathan Dahlin and Dahlin became Carlson, correct? Right. Okay. And then the other one was Hansen for Godobin. I remember we traded Burroughs and Hansen to one fell swoop and we got Godobin and Dahlin back. So yes. Right. So Alex Burroughs became Linus Carlson. Okay. I'm willing. I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, it's all right. It's not crazy. <laughs> it's uh, but you know, for he was a rental and anything you get over rental is, is usually pretty good. Um, true. we've also heard that the Canucks have quote, all but agreed to a contract with him, uh, to bring him over to North America next year, nice. uh, which would be great. You know, whether that's just giving him some AHL time or at least bring him in as a body in training camp, seeing what happens. Right. Um, yeah. if you have a guy who ends up contributing a little bit, that's great. Um, if not, and he ends up hopefully tearing up the AHL and you know, whether that's, you know, like 40 points in 60 games in the AHL, it would be fantastic. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and be a great depth piece uh, going forward. Um, also, he is uh, playing in the World Championships for Sweden right now. Nice. With Edwin um, Larson. Yes. And yeah, they they Canucks have until the 1st of June to sign him. I think it's sort of oh, that like transfer okay. window um, from Europe. Let's say they do sign him. He, he doesn't make the team next year, does he? Probably not. Um, yeah. I don't know really what the SHL comparables are. <laughs> um, like I don't, I just don't really know where you get uh, exactly from that. Uh, you know what forty six points in fifty two games translates to as an NHL yeah. player. Um, right. You know, for for reference, Jace Howerluck uh, plays for the same team, and he had twenty six points in thirty nine games, so he's better mm-hmm. than Jace Howerluck. Well, that's good which isn't the highest bar, but you know, he could be, he could at least come in and compete, right? You know, he yeah. improved over the last year. If he improves over the off season again, gets a little bit better, you know, maybe he is competing for a fourth line spot or, you know, maybe mm-hmm. a, a top six uh, spot in the, uh, in Abbotsford. Okay. I like it. Yeah. Why not? Why not have more competition in that bottom six for next year? Okay. That's good. Good for him. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> and the only other Canucks based anything was I think Kuzmenko. Yes, um, but I think we talked about Kuzmenko a little bit last week, didn't we? Uh, um, we probably touched on him, but yeah, I'll just say this. Um, I know one person, uh, Friedman, is saying it's down to five teams: Canucks, Knight, Golden Knights, Edmonton, Nashville. Uh, sorry, Carolina and and uh, no, and Carolina, Nashville, um, and then others are saying it's down to three. Pacific teams in Vancouver, Vegas, and Edmonton. I'll say this. I think Vegas, they just fired their coach. I think we're going to talk about that. Their, their cap's a mess. I do think if Edmonton does well this year, cap notwithstanding, why wouldn't you want to go to play with Edmonton and Connor McDavid if you're a Kuzmenko? So I kind of want Edmonton to lose for more reasons than one. Um, yeah, so that, that's kind of like my take on it. I don't know. Yeah, I think, uh, I, I think he's a player that could be a contributor at the very mm-hmm. least, right? Um, I mean, a comparable in my mind is Nikita Gusev, um, yeah. who plays on the same team as Kuzmenko. Um, three years ago, or maybe four years, 2018, 2019, uh, he had 82 points in 62 games for St. Petersburg. Wow. Um, so basically the same sort of points per game, but a lot more assists, uh, yeah. and then came to New Jersey the next year and put up 44 points in 66 games. Right. So yeah. a, a real solid second line piece, right? Um, and if, if Kuzmenko ends up being a solid third line piece, then that's, you know, fine and dandy. It's a, it's a yeah. free asset. Uh, not that it's guaranteed, but at, at the end of the day, I mean, he, he, I think he has to sign a one-year ELC, right? Um, yes. so there's no risk, right? There, there's literally exactly. no risk. Um, if you end up getting a good player, it's a free asset and you're laughing. Um, and yeah, you gotta, you gotta think some of the options, you know, the, the Vegas one doesn't make sense to me. Um, mm-hmm. especially after Shapachev, um, back in the day, like five years ago. Um, <laughs> and they're, they're kind of just a mess. Like there's just so much turmoil going on there for having missed the playoffs once ever. You'd think they'd have their stuff together a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. 
but yeah, I think I think Edmonton could be a, a fair a fair push. Uh, I I think Vancouver has got to be pushing the the city angle, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, yeah. you want to come from from Saint Petersburg, which is like a, a cultured city, like a, a really cool, interesting city, uh, and you go to Edmonton. Yeah, you know, you get like they can sell it. They can put a PowerPoint together and be like, "Look, Edmonton's PowerPoint probably showed you pictures of Banff, like they did yeah. during the bubble when they're like, oh, this is where everyone's going to be.' It's like, no, you're in downtown Edmonton. Bunch of, uh, bunch of liars. Yeah. yeah. So I think you could show all the nice pictures of Vancouver and be like, "Hey, and look, uh, we got some room on this roster, right? There, there's a there's a spot here uh, if you wanna if you wanna come in and uh, you know who your coach is gonna be. It's gonna be Bruce Boudreaux." Uh, who's mm. a, a really good coach and probably a great guy to learn from. You know, he's 26 years old. He's not got a ton of learning left in him. But, um, yeah, no, it's a, 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 if the Canucks are a front runner, I, I think, you know, every free asset you can get is uh, is a good place to be. So true. Yeah, because he's only has to sign because of his age one year ELC, then, yeah, he's, he's 900 grand or whatever. That's, that's nothing. And for a cap-strapped team like the Canucks, that is found money. Then you worry about his big contract after that. Let's see how good he is. But I love what you said. He's more goosive and less Kaprizov. So no one should expect this guy just because he's from Russia and he's older that he's going to be the next Kirill Kaprizov. No, I've heard that goosive comparison. I think that's a good comparison. So And, and goosive was a very serviceable player, as you mentioned. So mm-hmm. let's see what happens. Let's. Uh, I'm hoping Edmonton um, – well, I don't want to give away my picks, but I kind of just did. Uh, but, yeah, we'll, we'll see. And And – Kuzmenko's, um, he's going to take his time. There's absolutely no rush for him to sign with anyone right now. Yep. yep. Absolutely. All right. Now we've got a, now I guess we just go into the NHL, right? <laughs> sure. We got so much happened over this last week. Um, and I think we start with uh, a team that didn't make the playoffs, a team that I've been clowning on a little bit um, recently. Uh, and yep. I think well-deserved. Uh, that's the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, going yeah. out this morning, I think it was, and and mm-hmm. firing their head coach. Uh, remember, remember when DeBoer was hired? What a weird thing that was! They, like fired yeah. going up, brought in DeBoer because they had beat them. Like the it was weird. It was a really weird scenario, and everything just was kind of off since then. Um, so Vegas letting go of, of Peter DeBoer, and they're gonna have some some candidates coming in. You know, whether that's Barry Trotz as an option, which mm. would be an interesting one. Um, yeah. I thought I saw the name Joel Quenville sort of tossed around a little bit. I don't remember wow. exactly who that was, um, but I, I think that was maybe more of a joke tweet. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it was like, if anyone can get him reinstated, it's Vegas or something like that. Um, <laughs> you know, there's, there's options out there, um, but it, uh, it does feel like, you know, one m- missing the playoffs once is, and, and going that route is, uh, is very aggressive. Yeah, yeah. I kind of joked about that in my in my vlog today. Uh, Parker is imagine the Canucks. I, I don't want to make fun, but imagine the Canucks fired their coach every time they missed the playoffs. We'd we'd have like seven coaches on the payroll right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's so no, bad, but yeah, it's, it's what. But what a high standard, and I I get it. I I know Justin Credible, one of our our most loyal viewers. He absolutely cannot stand Vegas. I know a lot of people can't stand Vegas because we're jealous. They come in and they make it to the Stanley Cup final in their first year of existence. Like, who does that? And well, they, they lost they, at least. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, and you're right. Uh, DeBoer leads San Jose over to Vegas the year before. Then they pick him up for, I guess he lasted four years there or whatever, three or four years there. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's going to be a very, very hot um, destination. And imagine if Trotz does go there, Parker, then we get to see him at least four or five times a season, a, a Trotz oh, coach team after four or five snoozers. <laughs> <laughs> You think he would be able to snooze that team down even? Well, they, they were pretty snoozeworthy themselves. True. Even true, with true, true. you know Eichel and Stone and all these guys, they you know they couldn't yep. pull it off. Um yep. I, I imagine Trotz is gonna make that team a little more structured if if he were to go there, a little more boring, but maybe win a handful more games, and that's what they need. Yep, that's fair. So Tr- I mean not Trotz. So DeBoer is out. Uh he'll he'll land again, you think? Probably. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Um, yeah. There'll be a few more dominoes to fall. Uh, yep. I am sure. Uh, do you want to yeah. go over some playoffs, some playoff series? Sure. These let's all, do these that. all ended uh, in the last week. I think was the abs 
Fred's series over by the time we did our show last week? It very well could have been. It sure felt like it. I actually think the Avalanche have forgotten that they're in the playoffs, actually. Uh, they, they haven't played in an entire week. I, I'm pretty sure it was Monday or Tuesday that they... they yeah, they Monday them. Monday they won. Uh, so, yeah, we already have talked about that one. Uh, so, we can skip it. I had Colorado winning in four. Um, you got that. Which, I had Colorado which, in five. So, you... Which, let's remind everyone. We'll, we'll do the total at the very end, the grand reveal. But we said, if you got the right team, it's three points. And if you got the right number of games with the correct winning team, it's a bonus point. Is that correct? Correct. So in that one, you got all four points. Yeah. And I only so got that three. was okay. That was a, a, a blowout of a series, and we've already talked about it. But uh, some other series to fall, sticking with the uh, sticking with that division, was yeah. the St. Louis over Minnesota in six. I had yeah. Minnesota taking this one, and. Uh, the majority of people did. Uh, I think. Yep. Um, I think Jay first put his poll results today, and I saw it was like ninety-eight percent of people picked Colorado to win, uh, and sixty-five percent of people picked Minnesota to win, and I was one of them. Um, yep. Minnesota seemed like a team that was really getting it together. A team with two fantastic goaltenders, um, yep. uh, a real star in Kaprizov, and uh, and they just couldn't get it done. So the Blues moving on to take on Colorado. I mean, the winner of this series was, was probably getting an extra four or five games to be honest. (laughs) Uh, And uh, it just happened to be St. Louis in this case. Yeah. Uh, What did you think? So yes, Parker, to confirm, we both got this wrong. I had Minnesota in seven, you had Minnesota in six. So no points for either of us in this one. What did you think of that decision to start Talbot in game six? Uh, Sorry, in game seven, (sighs) game six. Six, uh, right? You didn't even get to the seven. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it seemed a little weird. It was kind of yeah. like, Hey, Talbot, we replaced you, uh, with Mark Andre Fleury. Uh, this who's, if you're going to get replaced by anyone, pretty good option. Um, but yep. saying like, yeah, we replaced you with this guy and oh man, we're up against it. Can you come save us please? Right. Like come and bail <laughs> us out. Uh, it didn't work. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, yeah. St. Louis just happened to happen to be the better team. They, they brought Jordan Bennington back, which is fun. Uh, yeah, you know, you know, I love that guy. Um, but yeah, they uh, they they pulled it off. They did. I, I was actually surprised that they did. But uh, just as Minnesota's got some really nice young pieces, I, I guess St. Louis does too with the Thomas. They're, they're really deep, actually uh, up front. Yeah. So got to give them full full. And they still have Petrangelo back there. Um, no, no. What are we talking about? He plays for uh, uh, Vegas, Vegas now. So yeah, uh, they, they still. Who's their big? Oh, a Toy Krug. Yes, they. Uh, right. They they got a good team. They got a good team. They do have a good hockey team. Um, yeah. There was one other series that didn't go to seven, <laughs> uh, and this one was uh, starting out shaky for the Florida Panthers. Uh, I think they were down two one in this series, uh, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Um, came back one game four in overtime. Yes. Uh, to, to stay alive one game five, five to three, and then yep. pulled out game six in overtime, uh, which is just the best way to win a hockey game uh, with a Carter Verhage goal about three minutes in and uh, and taking down Washington, uh, who looked like they were maybe gearing up for a little bit of a run here, you know, putting Florida, the one of the best offensive teams in hockey up, up against the ropes and, uh, and Florida just clawed back and took it. You know, Parker, for this one, I was watching game four. You're right. Washington was up two to one. They were up by a goal. Florida had their net pulled. And I can't remember who it was. One, a Washington player shot it from his side of ice, missed the empty net by literally a couple feet. Icing instead of a a two goal lead. Washington, sorry, Florida goes on to score and then they win. So instead of a three, one series lead, now it's two two with Florida having all the momentum. It's so crazy how how uh, a, a difference of three or four feet makes. It's nuts. Yeah, yeah. That's that's all it takes sometimes, and and that's three of the series down. So that moves. Um, oh, sorry, I lost my I lost my. There we it's go. okay. Why you do that? Uh, so uh, you you nailed it. Uh, we both said actually Florida in five. So we both got the team, but not the number of games. So uh, that's three points for you, three points for me. So if you're keeping tally, you're up seven six on me right now. Got it. And then that yep. took us to Saturday. The mm-hmm. I don't know how they pulled this off scheduling wise, uh, but they had it set up so that every game seven would land on a Saturday or Sunday. 
Wow. And they actually scheduled it well. They didn't put two games on at the same time. They said Saturday, we're going from 1.30 to 4 to 7. And on Sunday, we'll do 4 <laughs> and 7. And you can watch every moment of every single game and not miss anything. And it was fantastic. So Saturday, we get yep. Boston. We get Carolina at PNC Arena. Game 7. Boston, obviously, we we have feelings about. Um <laughs> I think we were probably both rooting for, for Carolina in this case. Yeah. And, uh, they, they max Domi, max Domi had the game of his life. Uh, it was unbelievable. Two goals and an assist. Um, and, uh, you know, his first two goals, the playoffs basically. Yeah. And, uh, and taking out the Boston Bruins, potentially ending Patrice Bergeron's career, which is crazy to think about. Um, But it is a uh, it is a big win for Carolina, uh, who who move on and you know we'll, we'll obviously get to the the Rangers Penguins, but mm-hmm. move on against a, a team that is going to be beatable for them, uh, and should yeah. also be an interesting one. Uh, great point about Max Domi. He certainly played very well. Yes, Patrice Bergeron. The way he was acting, the way people were shaking his hand and hugging him. It, you know, if I had to bet, I, I bet he's he's not coming back. And what do you get special satisfaction, Parker, of seeing Marchand just there, you know, hand on the stick, kind of at the end, or do you are you past that now? A little bit, but also Marchand did some good things this week as well. Um, mm. You know, the Tony D'Angelo incident comes to mind. Mm. Um, there, I hate I hate Brad Marchand, but man, he is so he's funny, <laughs> and he is, uh, <laughs> and he's a heck of a hockey player, and I I it's it's getting harder and harder to dislike him uh, at times. Yeah. Um, but for me, yeah. it's, it's just seeing the, the yellow and black jerseys as a whole is, uh, is the, is the sweet part for me. So Parker, you remember you pick Carolina in seven. I pick Carolina in seven. We had four points a piece there. So now you are up on me 11 to 10. You both nailed that one. Yeah, that is great. So after that game, we get the, uh, we get the finish. Not overtime, but we get uh, the the finish there. Pasternak scoring with 22 seconds to go as well in that That's, one to make yes. it a little scary. And I think they had a shot left with like a shot with like a second left that looked uh, looked a little frightening. But uh, they hang on, and then 4 p.m. Saturday night, uh, prime time, we get Tampa Bay going to Toronto, and uh, the unthinkable happens. It was. <laughs> absolutely a phenomenal hockey game like let's get that straight that was one of the best hockey games i have ever watched um you get nick paul scoring both tampa bay goals that second one he scored was unreal uh to basically pull it through his legs kick it up to a stick and 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 just get it through campbell what a beautiful goal. You get that little touch of controversy on the Tavares goal that, that gets called back on the interference. And uh, just, I, I can't say enough good things about like, this is, this was the blueprint of what Stanley cup playoff hockey should be. If you want to show someone, Hey, this is playoff hockey and, and the emotion behind it uh, and give them that backstory of, you know, Toronto not winning around in 18 years and be like, look, this, these fans are desperate. And yeah. the, the storylines were, it was just so, it was just so perfect. Like it was such a such a perfect playoff hockey game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our picks, notwithstanding, we'll get to that in a couple of minutes. Do you derive any satisfaction, Parker, from seeing the Leafs lose or the Leafs fans suffer? Well, this. Uh, <laughs> I mean, look, I, I hate to. <laughs> that was good. I didn't. I was not expecting that. <laughs> I, I hate how, to how be old mean. Two thousand four, like four. I was seven. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, and I had a friend who was a Maple Leafs fan, okay. and he was always talking about how his team has won Stanley Cups. And but you know there was there was five other teams in the NHL. Come on. Um, no, the the part of me wanted Toronto to win the series. Uh, I dislike. The, I think I dislike the idea of the Toronto Maple Leafs more than I dislike this Toronto Maple Leafs team um, because I watched this team play and I want to watch them play more, right? I was 
there was a part of me coming down towards the end of this game. I wanted them to score. I wanted overtime, right? That was my dream. I was like, let's get some overtime in this game. Um, but I genuinely, you know, I, I was genuinely thinking that this is a team that I want to watch more of. I, I have the fear of a team that is built this seemingly well, at least offensively, this exciting of a team. My fear is that if they keep failing, it's going to push the NHL away from it, uh, for, mm. away from building these high-flying, fully skill-based teams. And that's the kind of hockey that I want to see. Because um, it's not like they can't be physical, right? They've they've got a few guys and, and they've got some, uh, you know, they, they've got a bit of physicality at least. And so part of me was was thinking of it in that case. Uh, and I mean, I just don't understand how you could handle the pain of that loss. And yeah. there was a there was a part of me that felt genuinely painful. I was like, that is that is pure suffering. I couldn't go through that every single time, like clockwork to lose it in seven. It, it, you can't you you just can't explain it. Yeah, no, that's well said, Parker. That's a good, good articulate answer. I, I derive no satisfaction from seeing uh, uh, that particular fan base suffer. I know a lot of good people who cover the team. I know a lot of people who cheer, who live in Toronto. I have friends in Toronto. Uh, I've talked about my cousin's work uh, with Dusty's work with Jack Campbell when Campbell was with LA. So I, I like that storyline too. So I was kind of rooting for him a little bit, but um, I didn't. I wasn't che- uh, cheering for Toronto lose. As you know, Tampa is one of my favorite teams. So I was cheering for Tampa to win. So that's that was kind of like my out for this one is is I, I want to see good hockey first and foremost, which we did. A, a phenomenal game. But uh, I was okay for the result for that reason, but not for not because I wanted to, to see, you know, another year of suffering tacked on for sure. Yeah. Uh, and the way like the way this game played out uh, was crazy. You get the you get the Nick Paul goal for Tampa Bay late in the first. Um, you get that disallowed goal for yeah. Tavares. Um I mean it was a penalty. <laughs> it, <laughs> yes. it just was. The whistle yeah. went a good half second like it was the whistle went before Tavares shot the puck. Right? Yeah. Like yes. I was watching I heard the whistle and then I saw him shoot it <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, the whistle went." And I see them celebrating I'm like, "Oh, this is going to hurt." Like yeah. they don't know. Oh no, they don't yeah. know. Oh no, Hall and Oates is playing. <laughs> oh, they're going to be so, it's going to hurt so much. And, uh, and then I was just sitting there watching like just that pain of like knowing something that they don't. Uh, and, uh, yeah, no, that was, that was one of the tougher parts for me. Cause I mean, if I was in that situation, like the heartbreak from something like that, uh, is, mm-hmm. is unreal. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's I mean, it, it, Toronto lost again yeah. and it's crazy. Uh, Tampa Bay moves on and, uh, Tam, I, I thought Tampa Bay would be a bit on the, on the, on the downslope here and, yep. you know, they, they haven't really gotten worse. Right. And, you know, that's, that would have been a fair point, but they're, they, they're not the team that they, you know, they just, they, they didn't play like the, the 61 win team that they were right. Uh, or that's fair. That was right. Um, yep. so I, I thought, you know, okay, they've, they've gotten a little bit worse. You know, they lose Braden point, uh, after yep. the first period yep. as well. Um, it felt like a series that I thought Toronto should have won, but man, if you're going to give them any, any competition, you gave them the hardest one they could get, right? The two times yeah. Stanley cup champs. Uh, there's no shame losing to that team. And it's not like you got outplayed, right? Yeah. You ran into Andre Vasilevsky. Who, yes. Who's, you know, the best goalie in the world right now, basically. Yeah. Um, you know, Shesterkin notwithstanding, at least if we're, you know, just looking at, at, uh, you know, Vesna's and playoff success. Yes. Um, you know, you ran, you ran to the best, the, the best team from the last two years. Uh, and I don't think you need to go blowing things up. Um, I can see why it might feel like you have to, because it feels like you just keep hitting the same wall over and over and over again, but they have a heck of a hockey team. And I, I would love a team that is built in that way to have success. You make a great, yeah, a lot of great points. Uh, you're right. Tampa for the first, especially first four games, they didn't play like a, a two-time Stanley Cup champion. And it, I know, didn't Vasilevsky give up a six or seven spot once? I can't remember what the. I don't remember. The, but I do know in game seven is like, you could tell that he thought 
he was unbeatable. Just how confident he is challenging shooters. There were so many grade-A chances for both teams in the slot, and he would either get the stick on it or his blocker. And then Tampa also in the third period, Parker, I'm sure you noticed, they did such a magnificent job of collapsing. You There would be times where all five Tampa skaters would be basically creating a, a straight line or, or, or bunching yeah. up the crease. So Toronto did get looks, but they really didn't get a lot of like phenomenal chances either. So it was tough. It was, uh, I'm sure it was frustrating for Leafs fans for sure. Yeah, the the money puck deserved to win. Ometer had uh, had Toronto just under seventy percent. Wow, um, I, I didn't know that. Expected goals in all situations were three point six to two. Yep, uh, in favor of Toronto. And if you look at the chart on where that comes from, it's all in the third period. Uh, at the yeah. at the 44 minute mark of the game so with 16 minutes to go the teams were even in expect in expected goals mm-hmm. and the leafs made up that one and a half goal difference in the third in the last 16 minutes alone um wow. but they just couldn't beat andre vasilevsky yeah yep so this was the one series that we differed we both had six games, but you had Toronto. I had Tampa could have gone either way. Obviously it was a one goal difference, but I snagged these three points. So now I'm up 13, 11, right? That is yep. correct. Yep. Um, and then on that night, Saturday <laughs> night, we get the third game seven, uh, of the weekend. Uh, and that is, uh, LA and Edmonton. And, uh, if you had asked me who the game-winning goal would go to in Game 7, Cody Cece would not have been my choice. Uh, but yeah, Cody yeah. Cece it was. <laughs> um, yeah. a, a series where Edmonton has, you know, Edmonton's biggest weakness is goaltending. Yeah. And their goaltender uh, that night, Mike Smith, was perfect. Uh, yep. And Jonathan Quick was also almost perfect. <laughs> you know, stopping 39 of 41. Um, wow. But Connor McDavid took over that game. Uh, he, oh, what a beast! He's, oh. He just said, you know, we're not, we're not doing this again. We're not losing. Uh, we're gonna, we're going to move on. You know, only one penalty in this whole game. It was just straight up, pure game seven hockey. And this was, this was the game that had the biggest margin of all the game sevens. And it was still super tight the whole way until McDavid basically iced it with four minutes to go. Um, another series that, uh, again, could have gone either way, but. Uh, couldn't have been much more entertaining, at least in the near the end of the series. Yeah, and we both had Edmonton in six, so we pick up three points each. So uh, that brings it to 16-13, so very close. 16-14, um, excuse me. This one, this one was, I know a lot of people, and I, I put myself in this, in this boat as well. I want to see what McDavid does as games get even more important. Uh, so I wanted to see... Between those two teams, I wanted to see uh, Edmonton get through because I want it's not even the Canadian thing to me for me, Parker. It's I want to see what McDavid and Drysaddle by extension do in, in important games. So I'm yep. excited. Yeah, yeah, I there was the Edler Stetcher factor for me that made me root for LA a bit. Um, but again, I want to see fun teams get through. Mm-hmm. And you know I can I can dislike the Oilers all I want. I don't think they're winning the Stanley Cup, and that's why I, that's why I don't think yeah. I was too concerned about this. Yeah, right? I was like I don't really care if Edmonton gets through because I want to watch good hockey. And having and having McDavid and Drysaddle on the ice makes the hockey better, right? Having Mike Smith on the ice makes the hockey better too because it could go <laughs> any which way. Um, so uh, yeah, I think the Oilers moving on was was a was something I was pretty happy with. I had them in six. I don't remember what you had. Yep, same, same. So we each got the three points, yeah. And that was just Saturday. Sunday. That was Saturday. Sunday, there was two more game sevens, and it starts off in the East, and we get the Rangers, and we get the Penguins, and a series that the Rangers were supposed to win Mm. that ended up going to seven games, and they only really get through because Pittsburgh loses Sidney Crosby for a chunk. And they have no goaltender for the last half of the series <laughs> and end up with Louis Domingue in net. Um, and even then, it took game seven overtime for the Rangers to break through. And you know what's crazy? We, I had Pittsburgh in six, so no chance. You actually had Pittsburgh in seven. So this could have been the uh, you know a big swing game, obviously. And it just took that uh, 
Yeah, you know, and Pittsburgh, it was, I'm sure you saw the tweet. They were so excited. Crosby was going to play. Uh, Raquel was coming back. And Jari back in the net. Um, so they were feeling pretty good despite it being an away game. But actually, I was at church for this one, so I didn't even see. Was the was the game winning goal any good? It was a power play. Yeah, right? it was on the power play. It was yeah. it was just a, a snipe from Panarin, a wrist shot okay. from sort of the top of the circle. Uh, just walked in, ripped it. Lots of traffic in front. Uh, gets past Jari, uh, who didn't have a great night, twenty six to thirty. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, no, uh, it was it was pretty slick. And I mean, this game. This game had Pittsburgh in front, right? Pittsburgh was in front yeah. by a goal. They scored the, that shorthanded goal by Evan Rodriguez with, like, I think a second left on that power play. Uh, Zibanejad yeah. had to tie it with about six minutes to go, and uh, and Panarin ended up winning it. So, so yeah, Pittsburgh was six minutes away from moving on, wow. um, but they uh, they couldn't get it done. And uh, yeah, that that overtime penalty was an obvious one too. It wasn't like, oh wow, they <laughs> called that in Game Seven overtime. It was no, Condre Miller, I think, was on a full on breakaway, um, <laughs> and Brock McGinn just full stick over the whole body across like this to stop him from scoring should have been a penalty shot, but they're not calling a penalty shot in game seven overtime. Although right, that would have been right. fun. Um, so yeah, it's not like no controversy there on that call. Um, and yeah, it's Artemi Panarin uh, getting it done. A lot of free agents too, Parker in Pittsburgh. Malkin, yeah. Latang, Latang, Rust. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. Rust is going to get a little pay bump. I would imagine mm-hmm. he's, I mean, he came from nowhere and has had like three outstanding seasons. Yeah. Um, so you hear the rumor that they offered Malkin and Latang three by five mil each. What for half a season? <laughs> yeah. Right. Three years, $15 million a piece is the rumored number. And the other rumor is that, that made Crosby pretty unhappy because <laughs> uh, that's crazy that like, I, I get it. If you're trying to like, Oh, we're trying to get like a, we're trying to do a hometown discount because we're trying to run it back one more time. But like, you're going to, you're going to get Evgeny Malkin to take basically a 50% pay cut. He had a point of game this year, mm-hmm. right? He had six points in the playoffs. Uh, Chris Latang, who's I guess getting up there, right? He's 35. So is Malkin, yeah. but, yeah, Chris, do you know how many points Chris Letang had this year? Uh, he had 68 lo- points. 68 points as a defenseman at 35 years old. That's not a $5 million player. That's an yes. eight, $9 million no, player, that- right? You're looking at Brent Burns, Eric Carlson, Drew Doughty, right? That's He deserves a raise over his seven and a quarter that he's making, even though he's 35 mm-hmm. years old, right? Not a, not a 25% uh, pay cut, so... If those are true rumors, that is uh, that is absolutely crazy, Whoa. and yeah. it could cause some real uh, some real issues in Pittsburgh. And of course, Pittsburgh is the team that our current president of hockey operations helped to build. So storylines never end, Parker. So this yeah. one we both get skunked. So heading into the final series, I'm up sixteen fourteen on you. Will it change with the final series? Um. Well, this one was crazy because I had Calgary <laughs> sweeping Dallas because yeah. Calgary is a much better team than Dallas. Um, yeah. But my goodness, they have a star between the pipes. Um, yep. This series was pretty boring. Most of the way through, it was two teams that couldn't score on each other, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know what the total goals for the series was, but they were averaging like four goals a game between the two of them. Parker, um, I have four Calgary Flames in one of my hockey pools. I'm in dead last, and I still have all my guys alive. <laughs> that is crazy. Um, we go we go to a game seven where one team has 67 shots and the other has 28, and it went to overtime. <gasps> so Ben opens the scoring like less than a minute in to fully ties at the start of the second. Domestikov gives him the lead right back. Uh, Kachuk scores with about eight and a half or about eight and a half into the second period. So this game is tied at two halfway through and the way it's been, it's basically next goal wins. Uh, they go the entire third period without scoring a third period where now, now the second period, right? We just discussed it. Calgary had two goals. Dallas had one. So shots mm-hmm. in the first period were 17 to eight for Calgary. Do you know what the shots in the second period were? Uh, 17 to 8, uh, 20 to 4. I don't know. 
Try 26 to four <laughs> in favor of Calgary. So they outshoot them 6.5 X in the second period. Uh, third period, Dallas outshoots Calgary 11, nine. They get some legs going. Um, and then th- we go to overtime and Dallas is just on the ropes for 15 minutes straight. Mm-hmm. There is a sequence from Jake Ottinger about 30 seconds before Goudreau scores the winner where he makes some of the most marvelous saves you will ever see. He had Roberto mm-hmm. Luongo tweet out, that's not normal. <laughs> that's all he said. Um, that's not normal. That's that's literally what he said. And yep. uh, it took a literally perfect shot from Johnny Goudreau um, right here beside your face like against yes. the post like an unsavable shot unless for some reason the goalie's sitting there like this with his with his arm up right which goalies don't do that doesn't make any sense uh so you leave that little spot there so you ha- so you have your arm on the, your side um <laughs> 15 shots in overtime for Calgary to 5 of Dallas it felt like a matter of time but it also felt like one of those things like man Dallas is going to score a weird one and they're yeah. it's going to be all on the back of Ottinger. Um, 64 saves on 67 shots for Jake Ottinger. Somehow only the second star of the game. Those The people in Calgary who picked the stars a little bit homerish there. Uh, I think you got to make him the first star for that performance. Um, I, again, just another phenomenal hockey game. It took a perfect shot to beat him. Wow. And there's a, yeah, there's... They're so he's a free agent, right? An RFA. He can get paid. He oh, he might be. I didn't know that. Yeah. I just heard I he's, heard he's only 23 years old. Um mm. let me pull it up, pulling it up, pulling it sure. up. Yeah, he is an RFA. So he made a million dollars coming into this year. Um oh, wow. yeah, he had a 914 save percentage in the regular season, which is fantastic for especially yeah. for a rookie 23-year-old goalie. Yep. Um, and then you had to go into the playoffs, put up a 954 in uh in a seven game series and basically be the reason that series goes to seven right i mean sounds like another goalie that we know that's the reason a series went to seven a couple of years ago um yeah uh i guess he's not a rookie goalie he played 29 games last year too with a 911 save percentage so he's been very 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 good Um, very similar yeah very similar to demko yeah 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 wow dallas has basically ended up with their starting goalie uh for the for the future right uh i think their holtby contract expires um, I don't mm-hmm, think they're going to be mm-hmm. needing him very much. Uh, but yeah, they're They have got a, a true star goaltender on their hands, uh, into the future. All right. So we should probably spend a few minutes talking about, uh, round two. So you picked Calgary in four, very bold. I remember telling you, you're very bold. I picked Calgary in five. So we don't get the games. We get the points. Give us both three. So after round one, it's not over after three round one, I am up. 1917 and if you the two point difference it's only because i picked tampa you picked toronto and you actually outpointed me in games by one so that's why there's a two point difference so yes 19 to 17 with seven more series to choose still eight down seven to go you go it's a there two you go. point difference we're still alive we've got our picks locked in yep. written down we haven't told each other yet so there's no changing to be made at this Correct. point but the first series we are going to talk about is the battle for the central division title. Before you get to that, Parker, I just want to acknowledge, excuse me, sorry to interrupt Lucas's donation. Thank you. Uh, We'll go very quick. Uh, He says thoughts on Marner's carjacking. It's an, I actually haven't read about it. I know. Yeah. It's sad. That's a tough couple days for him, but that's without joking. That's, that's horrible that you don't want that on anyone. That's very scary. Yeah. I don't know. But but, but thank you, Lucas for the support as always. Okay. All right. Colorado, Colorado, the one seed. The yep. uh, the the favorite, the favorite to win the Stanley Cup this year, uh, going up against a team that uh, was going to be kind of if he'd even make it here. Uh, the St. Louis Blues team that was the 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 underdog against the Minnesota Wild. They come through. They win it. Jordan Biddington uh, unleashing a bit of his former self, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> but they're up against a team that won 56 hockey games this year that scored 78 more goals than they allowed. But keep in mind. St. Louis was pretty good too. They went, they won 49 games, had 109 points, uh, 69 positive goal differential. 
Uh, mm. It is two teams that scored the same amount of goals during the regular season off by one. Yeah. Um, it should just be, it should be a fun series. It should be a high flying, a good chunk of goals being scored, right? Both of these teams basically average four goals a game throughout the regular season. Um, so hopefully we get a little bit more of that, uh, coming into this Colorado as well rested as you can get. Um, when does this season start or this series start? Tomorrow. Do you have it? Tomorrow. It starts tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, that is great. Uh, it's, it's good for Colorado. Uh, you yeah, have to get loose to get a little bit less rest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's going to be a fun one. So I want to remind all our viewers as you did last week, it was a lot of fun because Parker and I went back and we read all the comments and we saw all of your predictions or sorry, two weeks ago, your predictions as well. So type them in as we go. And very quickly, Jaskrin, we hate Bennington because the year that Pedersen won the Calder Bennington basically hinted that he thought he should have won the Calder. That it's not even that to me. Bennington's just a bit of a, a bit of a, uh, goof i know you were whiner you know yeah, yeah. like you get the the whole things of like almost fighting people and skating away um <laughs> you know that that cracked me up uh the whole lucky goals thing um yeah with besser yeah. he's just he just seems like he's a little salty uh yeah. so i don't like him very much but uh okay we're seeing so some I'm... predictions coming in abs and okay. seven abs and six yeah. abs and five blues and four where are you going matt's very bold one? Matt. So I will go Colorado. How about you? Colorado. Colorado. Okay. And I will say in five. Oh, okay. Actually, no, I should be happy if we pick the same. Also in five. Yeah, that's good. If we pick the same way, the way out, you're good. You catch me. So we both have Colorado in five. All Uh, right. All right. Sweep seemed a little unlikely for me. It feels like a series where... I, I St. Louis should win a game and I think they'll win a couple probably, but I, th- I also think Colorado's got it in them to, uh, to sort of run them out of the building. Yes. I agree. Lego's going abs in six twisted oh. wrist are going blues in seven. Well, we got all the, we got all the YouTube legends in here. I'm going to change. Oh, I can't, but one can't of them said it. abs and one of them. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for being here, Nick and, and Gio. I appreciate you guys. Okay. Our second Western conference matchup. <laughs> It oh, is a little the, bit of a battle here. It is the yeah. battle of Alberta. And man, I, that's why I'm so happy that, that Calgary did pull it off last night. As yeah. much as I love yeah. Jake Ottinger, Dallas Edmonton would not have that same vibe. Dallas would just wouldn't be as fun. Um, battle of Alberta. It is going to be a ton of fun. I've got Calgary. Okay. So do I, and I've got them in six. I'm not just doing this to you. So do I. Yeah. So we're both on the yeah, same page. You can't page. catch me yet. <laughs> Calgary in six. So that's, yeah. that takes us down to basically five series left for me to make up my, my deficit here. Two points. Two points. Which deficit. is not uh, do ideal. You, do you think no, Cassian and Kachuk, uh, we know the history from two years. They're not going to do anything stupid, are they? No, they're too. Well, it's a great trade-off. If those two scrap. and they oh, get it's a great trade-off for Edmonton. Oh, that's amazing. I would try and do it like right for the start. <laughs> yeah. No. And then you get. So you get someone trying to fight Drysidle on Calgary side. You know, you get like Lucci trying to fight Drysidle, and then we're right back. Yeah. <laughs> Just kick Drysidle uh, in the el- in the ankle. No, that's not very nice. Okay, that, that would be well, a, that would be cool. A <laughs> lot of love for the Oilers. No, actually, it's pretty split. It's pretty split. Yeah, Oilers and six from from Twisted Rister. Yeah, um, we're getting some. Uh, yeah, a little bit, a little bit interesting. I. I just think Calgary is. I just think they're built better. I, I, yeah. I, again, I'm I'm shocked that series went to seven. I think just with such Me low too. scoring, you get that high amount of variance. I don't think the Oilers are as good defensively as Dallas is. Uh, they yeah. also don't have. Uh, they don't have a Jake Ottinger. They have yeah. a Mike Smith, uh, who was great in the last series, but they he might not be this time. Uh, he can uh, he can turn around on a dime. So maybe Dallas load flames to sleep and i love what lego said he said dallas took kachuk out uh, a ton with uh pointless fights earlier in the series so like it could happen <laughs> yeah and, and definitely possible calgary underestimated dallas right yeah uh and for decent reason uh and they got they almost got goalied out of the whole series yeah um so that's our western conference predictions we All go right. to the east and we start in the atlantic we have the mm. one seed the florida mm. panthers up against the defending stanley cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning, who just knocked off one of the hottest teams in hockey, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Although there was a bit of a curse at play, let's let's be mm-hmm. fair. It wasn't all Tampa Bay. Uh, so yeah. 
this is the Battle of Florida. You know, we get the Battle of Alberta, we get the Battle of Florida. Yeah, this is one I could see. Uh, oh, I could see this going any any which way. I could see every game being tight. I could right. see games being blowouts. I could see it going out in four. I could see it going seven. It, this thing is as unpredictable as it gets for me. I am willing to bet even before we and yes, obviously we haven't talked to each other about these picks. I'm willing to bet that this is the one where we're different. I don't know. Oh, okay, well, because well, you know, okay, I we'll just see. the same. <laughs> It might be good. Okay, I'll go first on this one. You guys know Tampa. <laughs> I want to. I'm nervous. <laughs> you guys know Tampa is my third favorite team: Vancouver, Winnipeg, Tampa, and Colorado. Those are my top four. So maybe I'd want a Tampa Colorado final because I can't have a Vancouver Winnipeg. Well, you can't anyways. They're on the same side. Florida is very deep up front. Ekblad versus Hedman. I love Vasilevsky and Net. I'm scared about Braden Point's injuries, but it's added all together. Parker, I want to see your face. I'm going Tampa on seven. Yeah, that's what you were going to say too. Is it? Yeah. Well, thank you for not lying. That that tells me <laughs> that you are a man of integrity, that you did not change your pick. That's yes. Crazy. Okay. So three of our series so far, we've had the exact same thing. That's yeah. wild. <laughs> that is wild. I... Again, I think I think Florida puts up a, a, a heck of a fight. I think Tampa showed over the last two weeks that, uh, especially over the last five days, right? The uh, the game six gutsy overtime win, and then the game seven uh, win as well. They showed why they've won the Stanley Cup twice in the last two yeah. years, uh, and they've shown that they are going to be a heck of a tough team to beat. Uh, and again, we're we're talking about you know the 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 best goalie in the world right now. Um, right. And again, with even with the seasons Shesterkin's had, you've you've got the pedigree of, of Andre Vasilevsky. You've got the two Stanley Cups. You got the Vesna Plus. You got all this other stuff. Um, I if there's any team that I wouldn't want to go up against as Florida, uh, it would be this one. If it sure. was Florida against Carolina or Florida against New York, I'm taking Florida in five or six. Uh, but yep. it being Tampa Bay, I, I think if Florida gets through this, I, I think yep. the winner of this series is your Eastern Conference uh, representative. Uh, I so agree. I think. And... Yeah, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. I, I, I just I that's all I've got. I, I think that uh, this is it. This is this is the this is the battle for the Eastern Conference. It, it, a team that wins this has a genuine chance. At winning a Stanley Cup, right? You have to get through a team. You have to get through Carolina or New York, two two teams that are mm-hmm. probably worse than you, and then you're gonna have to probably get through Colorado. Uh, and that's so. If you can get yeah. through this opponent, this is gonna be the one that gets you there. Yeah, and I don't mean to be so distracting. What I was doing, Parker, so people know we're not cheating. I actually wrote down my fourth one, so I will hold it up instead of saying it, so people will know I'm not cheating. It's like a magic trick, right? I I, I know you trust me. And for everyone who just tuned in and wondering why I'm so dang happy, every time Parker and I have the same thing, we have this little bet. Every, if you get the team right, you get three points. If you get the right number of games with that team winning, you get a bonus point. Heading into round two, I'm up on Parker by two points, 19 to 17. So if we keep choosing the exact same thing, he physically cannot catch up. So three for three. Parker, set up this last one. And I got my sign ready. I can't wait. Carolina, New York. <laughs> Carolina, the one seed, the New York Rangers, the two seed, the Rangers coming off of a gutsy win over the the former two time Stanley Cup champion, Pittsburgh Penguins mm-hmm. uh, and Carolina coming off of surviving the Boston Bruins and pulling that mm-hmm. one out in seven. So two teams coming off, not a lot of rest, two teams that had to battle hard and win it in seven, two mm-hmm. teams that are probably going to be pretty even. We're talking about. Uh, a team that I think is better in Carolina against a goalie I think is better in Shesterkin. Uh, and I'm really worried about what you're about to hold up. Well, I have it here. You say yours, and then I'll immediately hold up mine so that we know there's no funky business. And even if we pick the same team, number of games different, you can only climb to within one after round two. Correct? Unless I have the New York Rangers. All right. You you go first. Well, I, I have the New York Rangers winning. In? In six. Damn it. No, I have the canes in six. I was lying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're, you're good, man. So we have the exact same picks. We have the exact same picks for all four series. Yeah, I'm going to be ahead of round two, too. Sorry. I need, I need some sort of contingency here. 
<laughs> I need a way to add points into this system somehow. Um, well, you still have the the conference finals. Yeah, and the it's final. still three series. I still have three more chances. We picked these four all the same. We're not going to pick the other three different. Oh, no way. There's no <laughs> way we're going to pick the last three the same. Uh, that's, that uh, is hilarious, man. Maybe that's why we get along so well. That's why we have the show together. That's why we have decent chemistry because we, at least for round two, we think the exact same way. Yeah, I guess we so. could go over four. We could suck. We could get all four wrong. If I had just taken Tampa, but I, I believed. I thought, no, th- this curse isn't real. You know, they're they're a good hockey team. Toronto can win. Uh, at least I'm not a Toronto fan. I guess that would be worse. You are hilarious. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> I'll put that way. Um, that's our picks for round two. <laughs> we both have Colorado in five, Calgary in six, Tampa Bay in seven, and Carolina in six, which would leave in our perfect world, uh, Colorado, Calgary, which would be fantastic. Uh, and Tampa Bay, Carolina, uh, which I think Tampa Bay is going to have, uh, have a pretty decent time with. Um, we'll see though. We might be wrong. Throw me off, man. You're just trying to throw me off. Hey, we could, we could both get zero points in all four of these. And that would be, if I may, Parker, before we wrap up, before we wrap up, Colorado five, Calgary six, Tampa seven, Carolina six of those four, which one it were you debating or which one could you have gone a different way with either in games or winner? Um, battle of Alberta. I, I was close to picking seven games. Um, Mm -hmm. but I still would have leaned Calgary, the Tampa, Florida one. Uh, I am usually not one to weight pedigree very high, which is why I had Toronto ahead of Tampa, uh, which is why I had Minnesota ahead of St. Louis. Am I being influenced a little bit by what happened in the first round? Maybe. And that, that worries me a little bit on those. Um, if I was if I had to pick these series two weeks ago before the first round of the playoffs, I probably would have had Florida ahead of Tampa and I probably would have had, um, Actually, no, that would have been the only one that changed. Um, right, right, right. But uh, I think these these this last uh, couple of weeks has has made me more impressed with Tampa, although that Braden Point thing could be a mm-hmm. real problem. I agree. I agree. And I ran this little confidence pool for for some people, and I'm, I'm hooped now because I had St. Louis ranked so low because I was so confident Minnesota was going to win. Um, I, I went six for eight, right? I, I went Carol. I, I got uh, Pittsburgh wrong. And I got uh, Minnesota wrong, and because I gave so many points in my pool to Minnesota, and not St. Louis, yeah, I'm I'm basically done already. <laughs> yeah. Well, Whoa! the last two rounds, I might have to get I might have to get crazy. I might have to go in there picking. Yeah, I might have to go in there picking the Hurricanes or something uh, in round three, or you know, we'll see. If I'm down by two, I'm gonna have to just make a different pick for the sake of it and hope for the best. That's uh, true. Which could get interesting. But you got two uh, weeks to worry about it, brother. You got two weeks to worry about it. Yeah. No, it'll be uh, – it's a, another fun two weeks. We got this – these series going until May 30th Yeah. Um, is is the the end date penciled in. Uh, I'm – again, I, I said Colorado in five. I hope it goes to seven. I, I said mm-hmm. Calgary – that Battle of Alberta, oh, I'd be so good if that went to seven. Uh, I hope every series goes to seven games. That That's all yep. I'm – that's all I root for in the playoffs so my team's out of it. I just want to, cause those five game sevens that we got to watch this last yep. weekend, it was just, it was just the best hockey. You will, you will, the best hockey experience you'll have uh, yep. over the course of a year as a neutral fan. So um, yeah, that wraps up our picks. We're exactly the same and uh, which make uh, a little bit less exciting, I guess for, for the next two weeks, but that's all right. And what we could do next week, depending, cause we now we only have four series to cover instead of eight. And if there's no Canucks news, if there isn't, maybe, Next week might be a good time to do a quick revisit of our preseason predictions before it gets too late in the summer. Would you agree on that? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I can, uh, I can round those up. We'll see what happens over the next week. Cause I do think, good. you know, the last couple of weeks of the playoffs, they'll get really into the sort of off season, off season grind some contracts, things like that. Uh, we'll yeah. see what happens. Um, but yeah, uh, just, just going to sit back and enjoy watching some more hockey. Thanks to everyone who put questions in. We're sorry we didn't get to them today, but, uh, we appreciate them nonetheless. We were too busy marveling over how we have the exact same picks for the second round. <laughs> I'm still yeah, over we that. still didn't. We still didn't. We still haven't specified <laughs> what the bet is, by the way, on this. 
Well, we can decide uh, that next week because and no we still difference. haven't decided what our yeah. bet would be on the preseason one either. <laughs> and That's so true we, too. Don't, we don't know who's won. I've forgotten everything about it. Um, you? So we've got to we've got to figure those out. Yeah, you know what? Let's do this. Um, at the start of whenever in next week's show that we start talking about our preseason bets, let's go to the people and without knowing who won or whatever, somehow we agree on that. And then eventually we got two weeks to figure out what this wager should be too. So yeah, we'll go to the people for sure. For sure. Awesome. All right. Thank you guys very much for joining. We'll be back here next Monday. I think I haven't checked my hockey schedule. Let me, while we're still here, Clay stall, stall for me. I'll check to make sure we're doing the show next Monday. No problem. I I will stall. I usually have softball on Monday, but it ends at 830. Then bowling on Tuesday, but that usually ends by 10. So sometimes we can bump to Tuesday. But generally, Parker's the busier guy. I like to pretend I'm busy. And Parker reveals that. I do not have hockey. It is a stat holiday, Victoria Day, next Monday. Are we good doing it? It is also my birthday, and it will be a fun show on Monday night uh, where we'll see how I'm feeling. (laughs) I know we're deciding right in front of like 60 people right now. Are you okay doing a show on your birthday? Absolutely, as long as I uh, am okay from Sunday. I might be a game time decision. (laughs) (laughs) I will let you know if I'm out of commission. It it, it might be the best show ever. Okay, so everyone... We will do our best to let you through know through social media, through our channel, uh, what's happening next Monday, Victoria Day. And uh, yeah, and if Parker somehow makes it here and is not in good shape, we're going to have to find a way to cheer him up. But let's worry about that next week. That's And Parker, how old are you turning? If you don't mind me asking, 26, 25. right? 25. You're turning 25. Okay. Love it. Love it. All right, folks. Thank you guys very much for hanging out with us on this Monday, May 16th. Uh, that's it for us. You can, if you missed any part of the show, you can rewind back to the beginning. You can find it on your favorite podcast platform in the next 15, 20 minutes or so. Make sure you're subscribed, hit the like button, uh, go follow clay on Twitter and YouTube at Canuck clay. I'm Parker's pucks. You guys it's right below. It's up here. It's everywhere. You guys got to figure it out at this point. And, uh, we will see you next week.